0: Ahava and blessings. Welcome to this episode of Hold the Shekhinah. In this podcast, we remember, we activate, we integrate, we embody and align with our soul. With the light of Shekhinah, with the divine I am your host, my name is Aria, I am a Reiki master, energy and sound healer and an ordained Magdalene Priestess and I am your guide. On today's episode we're going to talk about this new moon in Virgo. So this new moon in Virgo is a very powerful energetic portal, all new moons are, but there's a lot going on with this one. This new moon is happening at 6:39 p.m. Pacific, 9:39 p.m. Eastern on September 20. Sorry, on September 14th. And it is a new moon that is happening at 22 degrees of Virgo. 22 is a very important number. It's a master number. It's a number Associated with Mary Magdalene. It's about divine union. It's about receptivity. It's about duality coming into unity. It is a master number because it is a number of building. And this Virgo new moon is a powerful conjunction. Virgo is the healer, Virgo represents the body. Virgo is incredibly analytical, very, very neat, orderly. Tidy, perfectionist tendencies. Virgo is the sign that you want to have when you need to dot your I's and cross your T's. Virgo is a beautiful energy of being of service, of really embodying your divine mission, your divine purpose, of serving, using your soul gifts, the gifts that you were born with, to elevate this consciousness of humanity and support humanity through this ascension process that we are going through. Twenty-two is just such a magical number. I love it. So um, it's probably one of my favorite numbers assigned, aside with the eleven and the seven. Um, and of course, there's my birthday number, the nineteen. I can't, I can't not talk about the nineteen, which is basically. 10, which is a one, which is about oneness. So this, there's a lot going on with this new moon. And one of the most important ones is the fact this new moon is in opposition of Neptune in Pisces. And Neptune is the planet of illusion. It's the planet of the subconscious. It is the planet of um, your intuitive capabilities, your psychic gifts. And of course, it's also the planet of illusion it's very nebulous in the psyche and sometimes there is a tendency in Pisces to want to escape reality so it is um there's there's a push and pull happening between the union of the sun and the moon which is the body and the soul and the trickery that may be happening the illusions that we may have around our spirituality our true self. So this is a very interesting time to really allow yourself to align with your soul and to see, really see. And one of the quotes that came to mind today as I was preparing for this episode, and I prepare by allowing myself to receive. So I go do my practices and I just allow myself to receive what comes through. And what came through was, there's a quote, I believe it's from the Gospel of Matthew, forgive me if I'm misquoting, but it, is, it basically speaks of, let he who has ears hear and those who have eyes see. And a lot of people take this as the literal eyes seeing, ears hearing. However, there is a very deep mystical aspect to it. Seeing is not necessarily seeing with the two eyes because the thing is, since we are energetic beings, there is so much that we don't see with our physical eyes, but we perceive with our inner sight, our inner knowing, and that is really what what I believe is being spoken to and alluded to, and also the hearing. It's the true hearing. Are you hearing the calling and the sound of your voice, are you hearing the divine frequencies? Are you receiving them? Or are you simply allowing yourself to be guided by the material? And let me remind you that the material is, it's not stable. (laughs) It's not constant. It's not forever. Because the material realm that we live in, that we experience in, is only the product of past causes, past words, past creations. So what we see right now is not what's actually being created by our intention, by our energy in this moment. So what really matters is the inner knowing, the inner hearing, to truly aligning and receiving the downloads. So as I mentioned, it is a really healing new moon. It is a new moon of initiation. We are really being asked to heal our relationship with our body, with our psyche, with our subconscious, with our spiritual gifts, with our soul purpose, and really align ourselves with what it is that we are birthing. What are the what's the foundation that we are creating for the world we wish to live in? And there's a beautiful grand trine also happening in. In the sky, so the grand trine is between Pluto in Capricorn at 28 degrees, oneness, a conjunction of Jupiter at 15 degrees and Uranus at 23 degrees. It's 2257, but it's 23. So, it's that's a lot of energy of expansion, of awakening, of healing, of creating new structures, of dismantling the old structures. And of course, the moon-sun conjunction at 22 degrees in Virgo, the healer, being of service, being in our mission, in our purpose. So the cosmic energies really are aligning with, aligning us with our mission, with our soul's purpose, with healing on many levels, on the physical level, on the emotional level, on the energetic level. So it's... And I'm gonna say the etheric level because my throat is being a little wonky. So it is, as I mentioned, very powerful time for new intentions, new beginnings, and for aligning with your soul's purpose. Now, there's a lot that I'm going to say about Virgo being the virgin queen And virgin is not necessarily what we have been led to believe it is. And the virgin queen, the priestess archetype, the holy woman, the Kadisha in Aramaic. In our society, we have been led astray. (laughs) We have divorced ourselves from the divine feminine, the Shekhina, the Holy Spirit. We have divorced ourselves from all things that are feminine. All The only things that are valued in our society are achievement, success, the material realm, everything that has to do with the masculine. And I'm not vilifying the masculine. Do not misunderstand me. I'm simply saying that we have placed an overemphasis on the masculine, tangible, physical realm. And... Divorced ourselves from the intuitive, the emotional, the subconscious, the psychic, the unseen realms, the spiritual. And with this moon at 22 degrees, now is the time to come back into union. To bring, as we do every Shabbat, we bring in the Shekhinah, the Holy Spirit, the divine feminine presence. We bring in that feminine presence, that divine feminine essence. We bring it in from exile. So where we have divorced ourselves of our emotions, of our gifts, of our our subtle body, we, we feel we are only this physical realm, now is the time to come back and see yourself fully, truly, completely, as the sovereign being. And the only way that we can see ourselves as sovereign is if we can, if we can unite these aspects of ourselves. If we can come into union between our spiritual self and the physical realm and and our physical self and know that these two are meant to work together. They are meant to align just like the masculine is meant to align with the feminine and create the, the world that we live in. It's the same thing with ourselves, within ourselves. And because of this distortion and vilifying and deconsecrating of the feminine we live in a world where feminine gifts are not valued the female body is not valued the anything that is deemed feminine is not seen as worthy of respect and this has caused a lot of anger in many people um particularly women justifiably so however anger is not the anger is not the correct expression in order to heal this rupture because when one is angry all one does what one is doing is one is being angry because of an underlying hurt not addressing that hurt and we are creating more separation we are creating more distortion more illusion because we think and we therefore, we think that the other side is the, is the bad side. So we are vilifying the masculine. And in vilifying the masculine, we are disassociating with those aspects within ourselves that are that masculine essence, our focus, our ability to create in the tangible realm that the material realm is the masculine. The masculine holds the container for the feminine to express and create. So we need that structure, that underlying foundation, in order for us to truly create something that is lasting, sustainable, and of value in this world. It is a co-creation. It is not one or the other. It is both coming into holy union. And this is where the priestess archetype comes in. And in our society, we have been taught that a woman is either virtuous and holy, Mother Mary, in her distorted perception. <laughs> she can only be a virgin, meaning she's been untouched. And that's the only way that she can birth the divine child. Or a woman is a prostitute, a woman is a whore, a woman is a harlot, a woman is, is free with her wiles. You see how these are two extremes? Duality, again, polarity. Instead of seeing that holiness a holy woman, a Kadisha, a virgin, the original meaning of it was to be sovereign. A woman who is in control of her all of her aspects, all, all things that have to do, her body, her spirit, her emotions, her psyche, her mind. She is mastering her vibration, all of it. She is sovereign because she holds mastery over herself, all aspects of it. She doesn't ostracize one aspect because she doesn't like it or because it caused her harm in, you know the way that she expressed it when she was younger. She comes she's in union. She's in union with herself. She's in union with the divine. That is that sovereignty. That is that archetype of the Kadisha. There is no separation. A woman is not either, you know, sexually liberated, which is the way that it's expressed in our society is questionable, (laughs) or she is um, a, a nun. It's not either or. It is both. It is... It is coming into that holy union. And... There is sacredness in sexual union. There is sacredness in our sexuality, and our passion. It is not one. We can even use this with, with money and resources. Some people have a very negative opinion that only if one has money and resources, then therefore one is morally bankrupt and greedy. But it's not about the thing. It is about how it is utilized. How are we using our gifts how are we using our resources how are we using our bodies how are we using our voice are we using our voice to elevate and to uplift to inspire to support one another or are we using our voice to destroy are we using our voice to seed more separation more doubt more fear more illusion more delusion more of those lower frequencies that, honestly, the Earth doesn't need. The Earth has had enough. <laughs> In case you haven't been paying attention to the earthquakes and the floods, um, the, Earth, the Earth has had her fill. She's, she's telling humanity. And, and this earthquake happened, apparently, at 1111. 11. Dude, how, may, how much more do we have to be shaken, figuratively and literally? In order for us to see with the true sight and to align with our soul, cut the bullshit, cut the nonsense and really come into union with yourself. Come into alignment with your soul. Come back to the truth of who you are. You are an energetic being. You are a light being. You are the divine having a human experience. It's not the other way around. It is not. Well, I'm, I'm a human. I'm a lowly human and I'm at the mercy of the, the stars and the planets and whenever Mercury's in retrograde, I'm going to lose my shit. No. Everything is functioning as it should in order to support us in our expansion, in our awakening, in the integration of our gifts. And... I so I was on holiday this weekend and um and what was funny is um my my beloved kind of said to me, He's like, How can you just do that? You know, you can go from being like my lover, my 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 wife, my woman, and then just next moment you're you're holding space, you're a priestess, and, and I said to him, I was like, There is no separation. <laughs> like that's really interesting that you still see that separation in womanhood it's it's not either or they're the same sacred union is sacred union whether it's sacred union with yourself sacred union with your beloved sacred union with the divine it's oneness and i work hard at being as integrated as possible (laughs) and i'm not perfect definitely not i have my moments where where i lose my i lose my cool <laughs> i get triggered i get triggered and awakened even into deeper aspects of what is oneness what is unity what is it that i'm here to do i am here to be of service okay so then let's serve and time and time again i'm faced with these situations where it's I can bring those aspects of myself into unity and I can be that example for someone of how there is no separation. One is not better than the other. They're all part of this package that is this woman this being that is embodying her sacred mission that is making every aspect of her being holy I'm consecrating my life so if I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, hedonistic and whatnot. Because again, that, there is no harmony in that. There's harmony in allowing yourself to let go and surrender in the moment, but there's no harmony if one is just getting rip roaring drunk. Why? <laughs> that hangover is not is not fun. So there's there's that dance between the letting go, the surrender, and the maintaining the structures that keep one whole and sane and happy and liberated. And it's that way with all things. And this is what we are being asked to look at. Where do we need to align? Where do we need to harmonize? opposing seemingly opposing aspects of ourselves how can we come into greater union how can we align with our sole purpose how can we embody and integrate our gifts how can we fulfill our purpose how can we create the structures for the life that we wish to experience Because we can continue to live in lack and fear and limitation. A slave to whatever is being touted on social media or the news outlets, whatever latest fear nonsense they want you to buy into. Or you can choose to liberate yourself. And liberation, that's inner work. That's sovereignty. That comes from within, that comes from knowing yourself, that comes from not allowing oneself to be distracted by the nonsense, to be able to catch yourself. Catch yourself when you're veering off course and then just gently align yourself right back where you came. And it is a beautiful journey, it is a beautiful activation and It is a beautiful way of developing this relationship with yourself. And this relationship with yourself is that, also that relationship with the divine. Knowing that you are oneness. You are one with all that is, all that is is you. Everything is a mirror. Even the things that we don't like. Even the things that trigger us. They are pointing us in the direction so we can have gentle reminders of where we need to look at or what, or what how we need to align or realign. We can have gentle ones, but some of us don't listen. Myself, sometimes I don't listen. Um, so sometimes the universe has to knock and shake a little louder in order for us to really wake up and pay attention. So this... It's a time for deep transformation, deep rebirth, for really grounding the frequencies that we wish to embody, grounding the frequencies that we wish to live and create with and manifest with. We have all the tools within us. The priestess, she stands in the center, in the center of a column. It can be the vaginal canal. Light, dark, the sun, the moon, light, shadow. She stands in between. She is mastering both and birthing a new reality. That is the power of the priestess. The priestess is choosing her frequency, choosing her vibration. Those are the, it's also the pillars next to her. Eleven. She's between the one and the one. She's mastering her vibration. She's aligning with her center. And she is birthing and creating and manifesting the new earth, the new world. It is really a powerful moment to embody your magic. Embody, consecrate your life. Know that every every thought, every word, every action matters. You matter. Everything that you do creates a ripple effect on this world. And either it's creating a positive ripple or it's not. And if it's not, then we can realign. We always have the opportunity to realign. And that is the the power and the beauty of working with these lunar cycles. We are going into a new cycle. It's a Rosh Hashanah, the new year in Biblical, Gnostic, and Hebraic traditions. I believe it's also the Egyptian new year. But don't quote me on that, um, on that last bit. But we're coming into a new cycle. We're coming into the cycle of Tishrei. This is the Libra cycle, the Libra portal, sun portal. And it is about the law of light. How are we embodying our light? We are here to share our gifts. We're not here to hoard them. And there are many of us that have been scared because we've been traumatized by our gifts. And maybe we haven't been accepted because of our gifts, but Now is the time to really heal that relationship. Now is the time to really embody all of your magic and allow yourself to be of service. This is what we are here to do. We are here to support, uplift, inspire, activate one another. It is definitely a very powerful and magical, mystical time. What else can I say about Virgo? These people are meticulous. (laughs) Meticulous. Very hardworking folks. So there's definitely the energy to create a tangible lasting imprint in your world. There is the energy to heal. The archetype of the priestess is all about manifesting. Duality, coming into unity to birth and create the new. Embodying your holiness, knowing that all aspects of yourself are holy. Your anger when transmuted, when you understand the fundamental pain behind it. That is powerful when properly channeled. So then I'm also going to speak about the Magdalene as I'm getting ready to embark on a tour, on a pilgrimage, on a Magdalene pilgrimage. And Mary Magdalene perhaps is one of the most misunderstood figures in Judeo-Christian cosmology, theology. Was it Gregory? Was it Pope Gregory that did the sermon that that said that uh, attributed her to being the the whore that had the demons cast out of her? Ah, the patriarchy. Sending it light so it understands it holds the feminine as well. Um, But Mary Magdalene was a great teacher in her own right. She was a mystic. She was the embodiment of the divine feminine. She was the Kala Messiah to Yeshua, the holy bride. She was the one who held the feminine embodiment of the Shehina, and the Shehina is the energy that we can all bring into our lives because it is the energy of our soul. It is the energy of the divine frequencies. She was a great healer, a great mystic, a great teacher. And in southern France and Spain, she continued the ministry. And she was the one who received the the deeper teachings of Yeshua. The ones that were not twisted and distorted. She is the one that carried down the the lineage of the Chokhmah traditions, the traditions of the feminine wisdom, the Sophia. And it is wonderful that that frequency is being embodied and incarnated and being felt more and more. I will say that I agree with some of the people that are kind of upset about the whole rewilding of the goddess rewilding Mary Magdalene. You don't need to rewild a goddamn thing. (laughs) I find that concept funny against in the new age. It's like, really? We have to rewild a historical figure a being a light being who was actually a human being, a light being embodied as a human, Like, that's pretty arrogant of us to think that we need to change the Magdalene into something. It's kind of like the whole dark goddess nonsense. And I'm speaking about the goddess because Virgo is the goddess. The Virgo frequency is the frequency of the goddess. This whole dark goddess nonsense. Uh, where do I even begin? It's, it's kind of like people are, are being led to believe that in order to be fully embodied, they have to go into their shadow deeply but the Dark Goddess, like, the Dark Goddess is different than the Black Madonna. The Dark Goddess, I guess, would be considered the Kali's, but not, that's a thing. This is why I don't get it. So supposedly it's Kali, the Kaliak, um, Hecate, Lilith is a whole other subject, because that's a demon, cancel, clear, delete, that I'm not going to get into, but but the darker goddesses. Um, Persephone would be another one. They speak about them kind of as if they... As if the only way to, to fully embody yourself is to basically express your shadow. And the shadow are those aspects, repressed aspects of ourself that are not really fit for human consumption. <laughs> That's the best way I can express it. Because if, if we think about the, the archetype of Kali, she's the destroyer, she dances on, she severs heads, she dances on demons and whatnot. She's the destroyer of demons. But what's not understood is the deeper mythology of why she's a destroyer of demons. Sekhmet would be another goddess, that it would be a dark goddess. But what, what taking this one aspect, the destruction, the demolition, the chaos aspect, that taking a goddess and partitioning her into a dark goddess or a light goddess, this is more of that separation. This is more of that that duality, that dualistic perspective, that patriarchal masculine feminine at odds with each other. It's more of that there. But, and you can't, you really cannot embody all aspects of yourself when you're only focusing on one to the detriment of the other and, and basically choosing to, to go one route and then do the other. That makes no sense. Both are contained in the present moment. So, so this whole painting goddesses darker light, that's creating more separation, more distortion, more delusion instead of understanding these goddesses as simply goddess archetypes. Because Sekhmet, she lapped up the bloods of I don't know how many... But Sekhmet is an incredibly nurturing mother goddess. She's not just devourer of whatever. She's a very nurturing mother goddess. And when you look at her as a dark goddess, you're devaluing and canceling out in many ways her light. So whenever we go into goddess energy, we need to understand that It's not, there is no one size fits all. There is no one path or the other. There is no either or. There is no light dark. Both exist in unity. Both exist in oneness. Everything has its purpose in the realm of creation. And the goal, the aim of the spiritual path, of the gnosis, of the self-knowledge, self-awareness, of this spiritual game, which in a sense it is a game, is to come into unity, to know that you are oneness, know that you are all things, all things are you. Everything is a mirror in a different expression and perspective There is no light dark, there is no good or bad. There are simply expressions and the expressions need to be taken in the context. Well, the expressions would be best taken in the context of their unity, not divorcing them from other aspects of themselves. I hope that makes sense. It's the same thing that was done to the Magdalene and Mother Mary. Aspects of their holiness were divorced from them because they were women. So Mother Mary was seen only as the mother of, of Christ, of Yeshua, not as a great teacher in her own right. She was also a priestess of the light. She was a Mariam. You know, she was she was if you if you go into the gospel of Mar- of the birth of Mary, she was walking by the time she was like she was walking really young she was the embodiment of the feminine she was being taught by high priests when she was like a toddler she was an advanced light being so when you take her out of the context and you only make her the mother of Yeshua holy virgin and virgin meaning untouched you're distorting the truth the entirety of who she is and what she represents Same thing with Mary Magdalene. When you think you have to rewild her, whatever the hell that means, when you think that you have to divorce her from the totality of who she is and who she was as an embodiment of the feminine, you're distorting and devaluing the feminine. The feminine is creation. Creation sometimes is messy. Birth, giving birth, is messy it's not all fun and games gestating a human being carrying light embodying light it's not an easy thing you will be triggered you will have to face aspects of yourself that you don't want to face but that it is through that journey that we become more fully ourselves, more fully in alignment with our soul, more, more fully radiating our light, more present because it is about our being here now in this moment, not contemplating what we did yesterday that pissed someone off or, or what we're doing tomorrow or next week or no, being fully present, embodied integrated here and now. And how can we use this sacred vessel we have been given, the gifts we are blessed with, to embody radiate, and radiate even more cosmic light. And that is what this Virgo goddess portal is how can we be of service how can we radiate our light how can we stand in our sovereignty how can we bring into union those aspects of ourselves that we have divorced ourselves from coming back into wholeness into oneness into sovereignty This is this Virgo new moon. So I thank you for listening to me and I welcome your comments. I would love to hear how you are receiving this Virgo energy. My moon is in Virgo. So I'm quite attuned. What's interesting is my moon is in Virgo and my sun is at zero degrees Cancer so i'm very divine divine feminine on both sides but the zero is pretty much the void of creation so the zero cancer is kind of like the the void where everything is all over the place and kind of chaotic and crazy and just fully just there um and the virgo is the one that wants to put everything into order structure and my structure sometimes doesn't kick in <laughs> so it's uh it's fun kind of watching these aspects of myself, because there's there a part of me that wants to be super perfectionist and everything is aligned. And, and then the other part of me is like, no no no, no, that's not relatable. Like if everyone thinks you have it all together, like who, who's really going to be able to, to listen and integrate anything you have to say? because you know, you, you come across as too perfect. You can't do that but there used to be especially in my younger days aspects of me that were like no everything has to be perfect i've relaxed in in my in my goddess energy <laughs> i've relaxed definitely relaxed into it there's still the things having to be done that bit of structure and analysis to it but really allowing my feminine to lead allowing my soul to really be the be the water really embody my water energy so that is that I do welcome you and invite you to take to enjoy the sound healing that is being offered after this and um, if you feel called October 13th we activate our light body this is a workshop. Um, it is seven seven sessions long. please visit the link in my bio and of course on the 1111 there will be the embodying creation through sound virtual retreat. Please check that out. please like share, subscribe, follow whatever you got to do. I love to really spread. The message of oneness and really unity and coming back into union and integration with yourself. So enjoy the sound healing, which is next. If you have any questions or comments, I welcome your feedback. Really appreciate it. And I do hope that you enjoyed this. And one last little plug, since I will be on pilgrimage for the next few weeks, the episode next week there will be no episodes, so please feel free to visit one of the other sound healings or episodes. And I will be pre-recording the episode on the full moon and the energies as well as the sound healing. So there will be the next week will be no episode. The following week for the full moon, there will be two new episodes. And then the following week on the 6th, there will also be no new episodes. So just so you guys have a little bit of a framework. Really do appreciate you sending you all the love. Please, let's continue to shine and share our light and embody our soul. Ahaba.